You're listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. Out Loud Bible Project is on a mission to read the entire Bible out loud in a conversational and approachable way, so you can recognize your part in this conversation between you and God. This is the Out Loud Bible Project Podcast, and I'm Mike, and uh, I I just read the Bible here in a way that I hope is new and refreshing to you so that you can experience Jesus in a new and refreshing way. I think that's important. I think we tend to get into a slump. I don't know if you've been a Christian for a long time or not, but... uh, If you haven't already, you've probably felt this, I don't know, your relationship with Jesus isn't necessarily uh, new, it doesn't necessarily feel exciting or um, fresh or anything, you just kind of get in the slump, right? Almost like some doldrums of, of your Christian walk, and I think the best way to get out of that is to experience Jesus in some sort of new and refreshing way, and the Bible is so deep that you can keep reading it and keep studying it, and there's always going to be something new. Sometimes you just got to hear it differently. So hopefully uh, that serves you in some way, and I'm so glad you're here listening to this podcast. Uh, Last episode, we were introduced to Abram, who, well, in a few minutes, we're going to know as Abraham. Abraham's one of those heroes of the faith, right? And he gets mentioned in the Bible a lot, but as we saw last time, and we're going to continue to see here, that he doesn't get that title, hero of the faith, because he always did what was right. The point of Abraham's story isn't necessarily even for us to be like Abraham. The point is to see that God is faithful even when we're not, and he doesn't break his promises. We saw last chapter that there was some weird stuff with like taking animals, dividing them in half, and 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 like a torch passing through the two halves. That that used some symbology there uh, and some practices in that culture to to show a covenant. Basically, uh, you would take that half, I would take that half. Together, we will walk through them and and through the middle of them. That shows that we're going to be bound together in this covenant. But God just walked through Himself. He said, "Hey." I don't even need you to keep your end of the bargain. I'm going to do that myself. And that's the kind of God that we serve. He doesn't break promises, even though he doesn't work on the timeline we expect him to. That's that's the other thing. He doesn't break his promises. He's faithful even when we're not. But he doesn't necessarily work on the timeline that we expect. So even when we operate outside of faith, here's the thing. We can't mess up his plan. All right, let's see how this plays out in Genesis chapters 16 through 18. Now, Sarai, Abram's wife, bore him no children. She had a servant, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar. Sarai said to Abram, See, now God has restrained me from bearing. Please go into my servant. It may be that I'll obtain children by her. Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar the Egyptian, her servant, after Abram had lived ten years in the land of Canaan, and gave her to Abram, her husband, to be his wife. He went into Hagar, and she conceived. When she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. 
Sarai said to Abram, This wrong is your fault. I gave my servant into your bosom, and when she saw that she had conceived, she despised me. May God judge between me and you. But Abram said to Sarai, Behold, your maid is in your hand. Do to her whatever is good in your eyes. Sarai dealt harshly with her, and she fled from her face. God's angel found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness, by the fountain on the way to Shur. He said, Hagar, Sarai's servant, where did you come from? Where are you going? She said, I'm fleeing from the face of my mistress Sarai. God's angel said to her, Return to your mistress and submit yourself under her hands. God's angel said to her, I will greatly multiply your offspring, that they will not be counted for multitude. God's angel said to her, Behold, you are with child and will bear a son. You shall call his name Ishmael, because God has heard your affliction. He will be like a wild donkey among men. His hand will be against every man and every man's hand against him. He will live opposed to all his brothers. She called the name of God who spoke to her. You are a God who sees. For she said, have I even stayed alive after seeing him? Therefore the well was called Be'er Laharoi. It's between Kadesh and Bered. Hagar bore a son for Abram. Abram called the name of his son, whom Hagar bore, Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abram. When Abram was 99 years old, God appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. I'll make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Abram fell on his face. God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you. You will be the father of a multitude of nations. Your name will no more be called Abram, but your name will be called Abraham, for I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you. Kings will come out of you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God to you and to your offspring after you. I will give to you and to your offspring after you the land where you're traveling, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession. I will be their God. God said to Abraham, as for you, you shall keep my covenant, you and your offspring after you throughout their generations. This is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you and your offspring after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised. You shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskin. It will be a token of the covenant between me and you. He who is eight days old shall be circumcised among you. Every male throughout your generations, he who is born in the house or bought with money from any foreigner who is not of your offspring, he who is born in your house and he who is bought with your money must be circumcised. My covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. The uncircumcised male who is not circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin, that soul shall be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but her name shall be Sarah. I'll bless her, and moreover, I will give you a son by her. Yes, I will bless her, and she will be the mother of nations. Kings of peoples will come from her. 
Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, Will a child be born to him who is one hundred years old? Will Sarah, who is ninety years old, give birth? Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. God said, No, but Sarah, your wife, will bear you a son. You shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant for his offspring after him. As for Ishmael, I've heard you. Behold, I have blessed him and will make him fruitful and will multiply him exceedingly. He will become the father of twelve princes and I'll make him a great nation. But I will establish my covenant with Isaac, whom Sarah will bear to you at this set time next year. When he finished talking with him, God went up from Abraham. Abraham took Ishmael, his son, all who were born in his house, and all who were bought with his money, every male from among the men of Abraham's house, and circumcised the flesh of their foreskin in the same day, as God had said to him. Abraham was ninety-nine years old when he was circumcised. Ishmael, his son, was thirteen years old when he was circumcised. In the same day, both Abraham and Ishmael, his son, were circumcised. All the men of his house, those born in the house and those bought with money from a foreigner, were circumcised with him. God appeared to him by the oaks of Mamre as he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. He lifted up his eyes and looked and saw that three men stood near him. When he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself to the earth. He said, My lord, if now I have found favor in your sight, please don't go away from your servant. Now let a little water be fetched. Wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. I'll get a piece of bread so you can refresh your heart. After that, you may go on your way, now that you've come to your servant. They said, Very well, do as you've said. Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, Quickly, prepare three sayas of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes. Abraham ran to the herd and fetched a tender and good calf and gave it to the servant. He hurried to dress it. He took butter, milk, and the calf which he had dressed and set it before them. He stood by them under the tree and they ate. They asked him, Where's Sarah, your wife? He said, There, in the tent. He said, I will certainly return to you at about this time next year, and behold, Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Sarah heard in the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age. Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I've grown old, will I have pleasure, my lord, being old also? God said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Will I really bear a child when I'm old? Is anything too hard for God? At the set time I will return to you when the season comes round, and Sarah will have a son. Well, then Sarah denied it, saying, I, I didn't laugh, for she was afraid. He said, No, but you did laugh. The men rose up from there and looked towards Sodom. Abraham went with them to see them on their way. God said, Will I hide from Abraham what I do, since Abraham will surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed in him? For I have known him to the end that he may command his children and his household after him, that they may keep the way of God to do righteousness and justice, to the end that God may bring on Abraham that which he has spoken of him. God said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether their sins are as bad as the reports which have come to me. If not, I will know. The men turned from there and went towards Sodom, but Abraham stood yet before God. 
Abraham came near and said, Will you consume the righteous with the wicked? What if there are fifty righteous within the city? Will you consume and not spare that place for the fifty righteous who are in it? May it be far from you to do things like that, to kill the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous should be like the wicked? May that be far from you. Shouldn't the judge of all the earth do right? God said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I'll spare the whole place for their sake. Abraham answered, See now, I've taken it on myself to speak to the Lord, though I'm dust and ashes. What if there will lack five of the fifty righteous? Will you destroy all the city for lack of five? He said, I will not destroy it if I find forty-five there. He spoke to him yet again and said, What if there are forty found there? He said, I will not do it for the forty's sake. He said, oh, uh, don't let the Lord be angry, and and I will speak. What if there are thirty found there? He said, I will not do it if I find thirty there. He said, see now, I've taken it on myself to speak to the Lord. What what if there are twenty found there? He said, I will not destroy it for the twenty's sake. He said, oh, uh, don't, don't let the Lord be angry. I... And I will speak just once more. What if ten are found there? He said, I will not destroy it for the ten's sake. God went his way as soon as he had finished communing with Abraham, and Abraham returned to his place. These chapters show us a flexible God. A God who makes his plans, but allows us insignificant humans to engage in conversation with him. Whether it's to show compassion to Hagar and Ishmael, who were not a part of his original plan, or to be willing to withhold punishment from Sodom and Gomorrah for the sake of Abraham's family. Now, he's never surprised or off guard, of course, but he does adapt to the prayers of a person who has a relationship with him. Do you present your requests to God? You might be surprised how flexible he is in his work in our lives. That is the Thinking Out Loud thought for today. You've been listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. When you become a patron of Out Loud Bible Project, you help make the Bible accessible for people who desperately need to know they have a role in this conversation with God. To learn more, visit outloudbible.com and click support this project. Thanks for listening.